Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Georgia, Georgia, the whole team through the Eagles are Georgia, Georgia, sorry. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. How about that? How about that? It is incredible to look back on last night and say, that happened. That actually happened. The Eagles somehow magically uh, got not one, uh, but two members of the Georgia Bulldog defense that they already have two of those guys already on their roster. Now pretty much, yes, the whole team is Georgia through and through. Uh, The Eagles even tweeted it out themselves saying dog mentality. That's in bulldog mentality now here in Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia Bulldogs, Georgia North, Bulldog North, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to say about it, the Eagles are going to have a very good defense. Now, here's the deal. Jalen Carter, zero doubt in my mind, that was the guy that the Eagles were focusing in on. That's the guy, as I said last night on the Jacob Media uh, draft show with Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, and Seth Joyner. That was the guy that Howie Roseman had a red dot on. Like, that was the guy in his crosshairs without question. That's who he was going to go after in this draft. If he fell and fell and fell, he was going to be able to make that move and go get him. Uh, And that's who we got. And all it cost him was a fourth-round pick. It took him – it cost him – he had to move up a spot. So he moved up a spot. Had a pick swap. Gave up a fourth-round pick in next year's draft. As I told you, next year's draft was going to be affected by this draft. Uh, very much, and I think that's just the first step in affecting next year's draft. And the Eagles move up one spot, and they get their man, Jalen Carter, who is now a member of the Philadelphia Eagles defense, along with the Kobe Dean, along with Jordan Davis. And this big man in the middle of the line of scrimmage is going to be playing next to Fletcher Cox. He's going to be playing next to Jordan Davis. He's going to be playing next to uh, Milt Williams, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be, again, a stacked defensive line. Now, is it fair to say that he's going to come in here and he's going to be dominant like Javon Hargrave was dominant in terms of getting after the quarterback with 11 and a half sacks? Is is it fair to say that he's going to have double digits and sacks here in Philadelphia? Is it fair to say he's going to be a pro bowler right out of the gate? No, of course not. It's not fair. But here's what is fair. The Eagles are still going to have a really good defensive line. 
a really good defensive line. And now you can see past the career of Fletcher Cox. Now you feel like there is somebody you can trust in handing the, uh, the, the reins over to as a dominant defensive tackle for years to come. Uh, Bijan Robinson going off the board, I think, helped the Eagles in a lot of ways because I don't think that they were willing or looking to trade back at 10. I think they all, I think they wanted Jalen Carter a thousand percent of the way. If somehow they weren't able to get him, I still don't think Bijan Robinson was going to be on their list, although I would have been ecstatic. I would have been ecstatic had they gotten him if Jalen Carter was off the board, and that proved not to be the case. Uh, overall, and then, oh my goodness gracious, uh, Nolan Smith still being available at 30 is insane. I was saying last night, and I'll continue to say it, that was the craziest draft I've ever seen. It was the most unpredictable draft I've ever seen. And you know who set the table? Do you know who started that trend? D'Amico Ryans, our old linebacker here in Philadelphia, former defensive coordinator out there in San Francisco, now the head coach of his former team in the Houston Texans. So hold on a minute. You mean to tell me that you're going to take C.J. Stroud? So you're going to take C.J. Stroud. You're going to get your quarterback. All right, good for you. But, man, you were looking at Will Anderson Jr. probably, and you were salivating as a defensive player. Thinking, oh, I can get this guy on the year. Oh, man, if I can get, oh, if I get defensive player of the year, oh, if I get this guy on my defense, it's going to be dominant. And I was even saying at the time, I'm sure he wants Will Anderson Jr., but you got to take your quarterback. We all know it's a passing league, but I'm sure he's looking at both those guys right now and thinking, oh, man, this is going to be tough. But if I can get this guy, I'm going to take him. They take Stroud. And then they end up taking Will Anderson Jr. They end up trading back for back-to-back picks, ladies and gentlemen. And he gets his quarterback in the future. And he gets his defensive leader, his defensive anchor, his defensive pass rusher of the future. What a win for the former Eagles linebacker, former Houston Texans linebacker, and now head coach of the Houston Texans. So that started the craziness. You know what that was? That was, uh, uh, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Okay? And they got nuts. And then, I don't know. I don't think this is – I can't remember the last time this happened, but I'm sure it's been a very, very, very long time. I, I said it to Seth Joyner at one of the breaks we took last night. I said, hey, when's the last time this happened? And he goes, I bet you a long time. And I go, that's what I thought. When was the last time two running backs were off the board in the top 12, two linebackers were off the board in the top 18? And then a wide receiver, like your first wide receiver didn't go on this draft. What was it? I think it was 16. Uh, that is insane. I can't remember any time that's ever happened. So the craziness had already started. The Eagles being able to get Jalen Carter slightly nuts that he was that he fell to nine. And a lot of people looked around, and 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 we sort of talked about it on the show last night. Well, what about what happened in Georgia? What about what, what about drag racing and all that? And uh, two people lost their lives in this incident. What about all that? If you're going to have somebody that has any issue, if you're going to have somebody that has any off the field issue where they can get distracted, they can get caught up in in moments, and they can allow themselves to get swept up in moments like that there's a good place for him and that's Philadelphia that's in this Eagles locker room because I double dog dare Jalen Carter to get distracted 
with Jalen Hurts as his quarterback. I double dog dare him to get distracted with Fletcher Cox sitting right there next to him with Brandon Graham on that defensive line. And aside from the locker room, Howie Roseman mentioned this last week. I should have highlighted it last week. I did not. But in going over notes and watching the press conference again of him, Nick Siri, him and Nick Sirianni from a week ago, in going over that, I should have realized just how important Dom DeSandro is in all of this. Because you can talk about policing a player with teammates, especially a young player like this, and he's coming into an environment where he's got Jordan Davis, he's got N'Kobe Dean, he's got some familiar, some familiar faces, and now uh, uh, Nolan Smith as well. The interesting thing here is that even away from that locker room, before he gets in that locker room, he goes through a intense vetting process with the Eagles' chief of security in Dom DeSandro. Dom DeSandro is a very interesting guy. I've had the pleasure of talking to him. I've had wonderful experiences. He's a great guy. But this guy can find things out. And I know every team's got him. I don't know if every team has got one as good as Dom. But going through that kind of process, I think there's a reason why this Eagles culture has been what it is and why it has been so great. And yes, winning has a lot to do with it. Veteran presence have a lot to do with it, but also knowing the guys before you put them in that locker room, knowing that they're guys that will go into that locker room and be an asset and not a distraction starts with Dom DeSandro. So if there are concerns, if there are worries about Jalen Carter and the kind of character that he has, I think that the Eagles have done their due diligence and then some, when it comes to recognizing what they're putting in that locker room before it's all together. And then once it's together, the players handle themselves. And Nick Sirianni, in some magical way, without ever being a player in the NFL, is able to identify with these players at an unbelievable, unbelievable rate. I mean, we talked about Doug Peterson. He was a player. He was a quarterback in this league. He has an upper hand on a lot of people for being able to identify with these players. And somehow Nick Sirianni still has that same type of respect. It's an incredible thing. And I think it all comes down to everyone knows how much he wants to win. And that's how this locker room got this incredible. Solid background checks, knowing who you're getting, getting them. And then once you put them in the locker room, the players will handle the rest of it. But all in all, as just as far as what you get on the football field, this is going to be a tremendous push in the middle of this defensive line, along with Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis. And one of the other things that I found interesting from last night is that the consensus from the experts, Jordan Davis is still going to be working his way into this rotation. Well, Jalen Carter already has a spot waiting for him. So when it comes to who's going to be the starting defensive tackle next to Fletcher Cox to start out the season – the guy with the upper hand right now is Jalen Carter over Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis didn't see as much of the football field as he would have liked in his rookie campaign, but when he was out there, he was obviously uh, productive. But when it comes to who's going to be the starter, who's going to be taking over for Javon Hargrave, the leg up right now is Jalen Carter. I can't believe this draft fell the way, it, way, the way it did. Absolutely unbelievable. Then you go through the rest of the draft, and the whole time you get into the 20s, and you're like, Miles Murphy is still on the board? Okay. All right. I mean, I like Miles Murphy. I mean, Luca Von Ness was already off the board. He, I even liked him more than most people. And the Packers were like, oh, we're definitely taking him and whatever it was, the 16. And I'm watching this play out and I'm thinking, well, hold on. Nolan Smith is still available. 
Marcus, uh, 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 Miles Murphy is still available. Brian Branch is still available, and I thought he would be available from the 25 to 32, 31 range, I should say, maybe even in the second round. And there they all were, right there on the board. And sure enough, the Eagles are picking, and they're getting ready to make their pick. They're getting ready to make their selection. Miles Murphy goes off the board. Damn it. And they're like, okay, well, hold on a second here. You still got some other guys available. Nolan Smith is still very much available. Brian Branch is still very much available here. All right, they're getting down to it. Giants pick, the Cowboys pick. Oh, man. Jerry Jones is going to – Jerry Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and it's still there for the taking. Uh, at least three solid players the Eagles could be getting. Any one of them, I'd be happy with them getting. And they land on Nolan Smith. And one of the things I liked from Howie Roseman was when they said uh, – when he talked about how uh, Nolan Smith became an Eagle, it was just like, let's just not get cute. Let's not, let's not get too cute. Pretty amazing what the Eagles were able to do last night. Uh, without further ado, let's hear from Howie Roseman on the picks that they were able to get, especially Jalen Carter. I believe this is the clip of him talking about how Jalen Carter, how they made it happen there. Yeah, I think that um, for us, uh, our investment is a huge part. I mean, I've talked about Dom many, many times. Yeah, here it is. Okay. This is, excuse me, I don't have time to label these. Quick turnaround with shows. Miss Uh This is Howie Roseman talking about the background of Jalen Carter and how if you had concerns in that regard, uh, they they were dispelled by background checks and knowing what locker room he's going into. Here's how we on getting Jalen Carter. Yeah, I think that um, for us, uh, our investment is a huge part. I mean, I've talked about Dom many, many times about the work that he does, which is the best in the National Football League. And um, we understand that all these players, uh, they need to be developed. They're coming into the league at a very young age. They're not finished products. Uh, I think all of us, when we were 21 and 22, um, hopefully have grown a lot from that time. And, um, you know, you just really want to get to know the person and what's in their heart. And uh, I think when we got to know Jalen, um, we just felt like here, here's a kid that, um, you know, he does love football. Uh, obviously, uh, he's a winner. He won in high school. He won in college. And, uh, you know, we felt like uh, we have really good people in this building. You know, we have, we have really good um, support staff. Um, we have really good players who are good people. We have really good coaches. And um, we felt like it was a good fit for us. Oh, baby. Uh, they did their homework is all he is saying there. And something came to mind uh, when I listened to how he say that uh, in the wee small hours of the morning. When... Michael Vick became a Philadelphia Eagle. Once you got through a lot of the rage that a lot of people had, when he thought about the off the field things and all that, you try to think about what make what. How does it make sense? Especially when you had a quarterback already in uh, Donovan McNabb. Why? Why take this? Why? Why take the brunt of this? And the conclusion I came to. Aside from getting somebody that could play at a high level in the football field, and the the the. the the description that Andy Reid gave at the time that he actually gave Michael Vick the starting job a couple years later when they had Kevin Cobb there as well was the accelerated level of play. Aside from realizing that Michael Vick could play at an accelerated level of play, right? What do you do in school when there's a bad kid? You sit him next to the good kid. You get him away from the bad crowd, you put him with the good crowd. The Eagles locker room right now is a good crowd. The Eagles locker room back then with Donovan McNabb, that was a good crowd. That was the good kid. Michael Vick was put with the good kid with a good head coach. You put him with Tony Dungy, with another former good head coach at the time. 
you put them with good people, you surround them with good people, and you hope that everything else takes over. I'm not saying or comparing what happened with Jalen Carter to Michael Vick. What I am saying is when there is somebody that's looked at and, oh, he might be a problem, if you put him in a good group of people and you surround him with a good group of people, the off-the-field stuff, the concerns of uh, whatever the attitude might be, they tend to go away. And also, as I mentioned, and how we referenced it again, having a guy like Don DeSandro go into somebody's background check and talk to all the people you're supposed to talk to, um, that also lets you know that you're getting somebody in here that is uh, worth taking the risk, worth the investment of a ninth overall pick. And one thing that Derek Gunn said on the show last night, and Derek talks to a lot of these people as well, uh, one of the things that he said last night that I found very interesting was that they're going to do their due diligence. They're going to do their homework. But it was like the old Jimmy Johnson line. Some players are more equal than others. In other words, not all the same rules apply to all the same people. The juice has to be worth the squeeze. If you're going to be a little bit of a headache, you better be dominant on the football field. And the Eagles are looking at Jalen Carter as if he might be the best player in this draft, him and, him and Will Anderson Jr. And this is the guy that could be the biggest impact player on your defense. And that's what the Eagles went out and got. I don't know what the hell happened after that, but it was like looking at the 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th picks leading up to the Eagles picking. My thought was, are the, are the Eagles even surprised by how this board is falling? We're still having guys like I mentioned in Miles Murphy still being available, still having a guy like Brian Branch available, still having a guy like Nolan Smith above all else available. This is insane. Did, did, did how we think the night was over? Because I've told you guys for the vast majority of this draft time, not even the vast majority, th I have not swayed from this. The Eagles were not picking at 30. Only six draft picks going into last night. They got what, they had 12. Going into last night, they also had 12 picks in next year's draft. There's no way that the Eagles were making that pick at 30. And then all hell broke loose. Take any mock draft you had, just light it on fire, and that's it. All those players still being available. It was like Howie Roseman running back into the draft room, running back into the war room going, no, 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 guys, we're not done yet. No, no, we can, we can they get some guys available. Well, who's available? Nolan Smith. What? And everybody stayed put. And I think uh, what echoes that same sentiment is the fact that you saw, what, three different teams try to move up, the Jaguars, the, the, the Giants, uh, you saw uh, there was a lot of movement there with the uh, with the Jags, as a matter of fact, in that spot. There were teams shuffling the deck. That one pick, what was it, 25 overall? They got traded twice in five minutes. So as that was going on, I'm thinking, wow, these, this is an indication that these GMs, this isn't going the way you thought it was. Yeah, light any mock draft you had on fire. And sure enough, when push came to shove, the, G the Cowboys had, a, I think, uh, just a really weird pick. Uh, the Giants had a really weird pick and all these players are still available. And Howie Rosen was standing right there and is looking at Nolan Smith and said, oh my goodness, we love our speed rushers here in Philadelphia. Brandon Graham certainly built himself a nice career. Josh Sweat has certainly come around the corner here in more ways than one. And you got a sound Reddick here already. So now you're going to take the interior of this defensive line. You're going to have edge rushers that should continue to be dominant. I mean, the goal here is that your interior defensive linemen stay around the same as they did with Javon Hargrave, where on the um, edge rushers, that of Josh Sweat and that of Hassan Reddick, now you're adding Brandon Graham again. Now you're adding to that mix. 
Uh, here's Howie Roseman on being able to add uh, Nolan Smith. And whether or not he was surprised, guys like that were still available at the 30th pick. Yeah, I think that's one of the things in the draft that I, I think you got to be flexible. You know, I think, uh, you know, you go into the draft and you say, hey, you're here a couple of names at 30. And um, uh, then you see guys sitting up there like Nolan. And um, again, like an incredible person, obviously got uh, unbelievable traits in his body, uh, leader and uh winner so for us um you know we're fielding calls at that time and i think you know coach and i kind of just looked at each other and said hey like uh, this is the guy you know and uh, we didn't want to get too cute and um we're excited to add him That's, how many times have we said through the years this does not get too cute here Devonte smith is right there just they get Devonte smith he's fine just get Devonte. don't be too cute howie how many times have we said even oh my god for the, the 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 stain of the last what seven years and don't get too cute Justin Jefferson's right there don't get too cute Howie I'm gonna Howie Roseman I'm gonna be adorable I'm gonna take Jalen Rager how many times have we yelled at our TVs don't get too cute that I swear that thought went through my brain I I look I would have been very happy with uh with branch i would have loved to have branch here in philadelphia i thought that would have been two great things to check off there when it came to both need and best player available that would have been a happy mix for the eagles in terms of perfect fit you could start her immediately uh you talk about maturity off the charts and all that i would love that but nolan smith is not crying over nolan smith and this is a very deep draft there's a lot of guys shuffling the deck here as far as general managers go and directors of football operations throughout the entire nfl but for Nolan Smith to fall on your lap like that and Howie and Nick Sirianni to look at each other and be like, yeah, what? I mean, he's right there. It's like rude not to take him. And they took him. Sean Desai has been given a lot of power here. They've invested heavily in this defense, and this defense now belongs to Sean Desai. I know everyone says he's going to run a very similar uh, defense to what you saw with uh, Jonathan Gannon. When we had John McMullen on the show uh, earlier in the week, he had talked about, yeah, there's going to be a lot of the same thing, a lot of the similar things, but it's going to be even closer to Vic Fangio probably because he's a direct disciple, not one removed like Jonathan Gannon was. So whatever Sean Desai is going to be running here, the Eagles have already said, hey, fella, here's two first-round picks to help you with your cause. Our offense is already pretty stacked. You think in the second round, Brian Johnson's going, guys, can I get another running back? I get another running back, please. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if they it, it wouldn't shock me if they continued to go defense, especially if Brian Branch is still on the board. Love the kid. Uh, but the Eagles, the last two years in the second round, they have made investments in their offensive line. Cam Jurgens last year, the center of the future that might even be your starting guard in this uh, upcoming uh, up, upcoming season. Uh, and then before that, it was Landon Dickerson in the second round as well. So the Eagles could very well go for offensive line depth this year and a future offensive lineman, a future, you know, it's Jeff Statland University, so it's the future all-pro is what we're going to be looking at. A perennial all-pro is what we're going to be looking at possibly today. Uh, uh, Vila, I believe, is one name you should be keeping an eye on today. Uh, I liked him. I wouldn't have been pissed off if the Eagles took him uh, if Nolan Smith was off the board. But I think the Eagles played this right. I think they played it right. Uh I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but I absolutely love this, and I think it's absolutely hysterical. And I want to give a shout-out to our friends 
at uh, Eagles Nation, uh, part of PHL Sports Nation, Philadelphia Sports Nation. Uh, Eagles, excuse me, Cowboys fans are coping already. Here's a fun comment. <laughs> I hate the Eagles so much. <laughs> and you see the um, uh, Reddit Cowboys right there. Uh, they're, they're not happy. There's no question. This is from a Cowboys fan. Howie Roseman is the best GM in football. It's not even close. Trades broken down backup level QB Carson Wentz for a first round pick. Trades that number 16 pick for this year's 10 and the Saints second rounder. Ends up with the best defensive player in the draft. Makes me sick. And all this after making the Super Bowl. Just not fair. Let's hope, so, let's hope uh, some talent slides down uh, the board to us at 26 overall. Us is the, of course, Dallas Cowboys fans. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I, I like drinking the tears of unfathomable sadness. That's just, oh, this is so good. Uh, it's fantastic. But here's what's even better. A uh, friend of the show, Adam Lefko, was hosting a draft show last night uh, with uh, Micah Parsons. Go figure. And you know who else? A.J. Brown. AJ Brown was chiming in on the show. So the Eagles go ahead and they get some uh, some two some really good players here. And Micah Parsons starts off this clip by just talking about how sick to his stomach he is. Check this out. To my stomach right now. Not only does he have veteran credit uh next to Fletcher Cox, it's Fletcher him and Jordan Cox. Davis for like the next five yeah. years. That is just don't y'all just have Nicobe Dean? Oh yeah, Nicole, we're Nicole we're just Nicole Georgia Dean. North. I, yeah, I just think the Eagles oh. like Georgia, but I'm just sick. I'm just sick to my stomach right now. I'm just sick to my stomach. I can't believe that many teams passed up on this. Come here. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. I'm just truly just sick right now. Wow. I just. You know what? Before we do the pick, let's go to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, hey, how you doing? Eagles fan Adam Lefko here. Jalen Carter is now your teammate, and people say he's the best player in the draft, and how he moved up to get him at nine. Your thoughts? I would definitely say, <laughs> Micah, I know you want, I know you, just just be a Philadelphia Eagle at this point. I know you want to be a part of this great, this great organization, man. Come on. He got Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, uh, Jordan uh, Davis uh, to go to go along with, man, the defense is, is, is then, crazy right now. And then the value of it. Hargrave, who just got $85 million. And, and now you're, come now on, you're going to pay someone for 20 You know? <laughs> oh, it's so great. Oh, it is so amazing. It's a tired expression. It's a tired expression. Rent free. Micah Parsons, remember, of course, last year. This is Jalen Hurts or is it the team? Well, guess what? That team is still pretty damn good. And Jalen Hurts is even better. Jalen Hurts got paid. By the way, Lamar Jackson getting the, the, the highest quarterback paid, whatever. It's such BS. Like, it should, it, does, it should annoy me. It, it should not annoy me, but it annoys me. It absolutely annoys me because if you're drafted, there's no way Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I want Jalen Hurts to get paid more money than Lamar Jackson. And look, Jalen Hurts is young enough to the point where yeah, he's going to reset the market again in about four or five years at max, maybe even three years, he'll reset the market again. So it shouldn't bother me. But the fact that he was only the highest paid player for like 20 minutes does bother me. And the fact that he was the motivating factor for Lamar Jackson to actually get a deal done with Baltimore, it does annoy me. <sighs> but I am just blown away. I pulled it up because uh, my brain is still fried 
from last night. Uh, another crazy thing about this draft is that I can't believe that Christian Gonzalez went at 17. From everybody I talked to, oh, best corner in the draft. Now, I like Devin Witherspoon when we had Derek Gunn on the show last week. I had talked about how Devin Witherspoon was the guy that I was really – if the Eagles were going to take a corner, that's the corner I wanted them to get. No chance. He went fifth in the draft, which is bonkers. Uh, Paris Johnson out of Ohio State, he ended up going to the Cardinals uh, later in that draft for the very next pick. Then uh, a little bit of a run there started on defensive ends. Tyree uh, Wilson went uh, out of Texas Tech to the Raiders. And then it was like, all right, well, what are the Falcons going to do here? What are the Falcons going to do at eight? Because that was a concern. Are they going to take a edge rusher? Are they going to make the splash pick with Bijan Robinson? They went Bijan Robinson. And from that point, the Eagles thought, well, let's move up a spot and make sure we get our guy. And Jalen Carter was the guy they got. And it all, all cost him was a fourth round pick. Absolutely bonkers. Uh, the draft continues. Uh, the 12th pick was uh, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, another guy would have loved to see it on the Eagles maybe later in that draft, but turns out he wasn't going to be available. Again, what I pointed out earlier in the show, you look at this draft, the two running backs going to the top 12. They got two linebackers going by the, the 18 picks. And then the first pick um, was uh, JSN out of Ohio State. He was the wide receiver taken at 20. And then that's when the run of wide receivers began. Uh, Quentin Johnson, by the way, out of TCU. What a target he's going to be for um, uh, Justin Herbert. And then Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Uh, he went at number 23. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This is, and then um, uh, Jordan Addison, USC went. So there's four wide receivers taken in a row. Uh, then the Giants ended up taking uh, Deontay Banks out of Maryland, the corner. Uh, Dalton Kincaid. I don't know what the hell Buffalo's doing, but good God, man. They are going to be dominant with tight ends. Dawson Knox is already an incredible red zone target. Uh, now you're adding uh, uh, Dalton Kincaid to the mix there. That's insane. This is where the Cowboys cowboyed. Mozzie Smith out of Michigan, defensive tackle. Thank you. Thank you, both Giants and Cowboys. This is fun. Um, and then you saw uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the offensive tackle, uh, Anton Harrison, went at 27. Uh, he is out of Oklahoma. Then Miles Murphy was still on the board. Brian Breesey, by the way, he's out of uh, Clemson as well. So two Clemson players go back to back from that defensive line. And the Eagles go, oh, look at us. Look at us. Look who's still there. Nolan Smith. They plucked him right out of the sky. Uh, so that was just an incredible, unpredictable NFL draft, the craziest 
I can remember. I I can't remember a draft this crazy. Like I would compare it, and it wasn't even like the full draft was that crazy. But Rex Ryan trading up from sixteen uh, to what three to get Mark Sanchez, four to get Mark Sanchez. That's pretty. That's pretty insane. But overall, that's just one. That's one thing. This pick, these picks, all of them in the first round. It was like D'Amico Ryan's just. Just lit a stick of dynamite and dropped it in the middle of the draft by trading for back-to-back picks. Two and three in this draft. Absolutely insane. Getting his quarterback of the future and his edge rusher uh, of the future as well and Will Anderson Jr. Absolutely insane. Let me tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, with the great people at Steven Singer. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price, the perfect price online at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. The other corner of, uh, of 8th and Walnut, you know what they guarantee? That perfect price. While the jewelers are marking things way up, Steven Singer keeps them there at the perfect price. You don't feel like you need to negotiate or haggle anytime at Steven Singer Jewelers. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price, online at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Let me tell you about the great people of Manscaped. Manscaped.com, the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping when you use promo code Farzy. That's promo code Farzy for 20% off and free shipping. You'll love their Platinum Package 4.0 that includes their uh, 4.0 lawnmower as well as their Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and their skin-safe technology that helps reduce the risk of nicks so you can Manscaped with confidence and comfort. So how about that? Uh, how about PHL Sports Station, Philadelphia Sports Station, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience across all social media and blogs. That's phlsportsnation.com. Uh, oh, you like CBD? You enjoy CBD? How about Freestone Farm CBD at freestonefarmcbd.com? You'll love their tropical-tasting Bayox that clocks in at a chart-topping 24.1% and Super CBD, which is half Hindu, Kush and 21%. Genetics of these guys are off the charts. So try Freestone Farm CBD at freestonefarmcbd.com. Use promo code Farzy for 20% off. Uh, let's start it over at uh, Jacob today. Uh, Farzy Show Channel. We'll get to you guys in one second. Surge legit. One hell of a name, Surge. What's going on? Uh, what's the move in the second round? I find a way to get Brian Branch. Sorry, I'm still hard set on him. Still very much heart set on Brian Branch, and I want the Eagles to go that direction. Uh, just, again, it is still a need. I doubt he'll still be on the board by the time the Eagles pick, but it's still very much something I'd love to see the Eagles pull off there. Now, where the Eagles are right now on uh, second rounders is it's the 30th pick in the second round. Uh, before the draft even started, they made a trade in that third round with the Cardinals. Uh, so as of right now, the Eagles have about 145 picks. They have 145 pick layoff between the third and seventh round uh, in the draft. So they have a while. I'm going to go ahead and assume that a lot of their draft picks from next year are going to be dealt today in order to either move in the second or third round. So I think they want another opportunity there to maybe get Brian Branch. Or they want another opportunity there to see if they can get themselves an offensive lineman. Steve Avila out of TCU is a guy that can play the guard position uh, rather well. Uh, he may still be available by the time the Eagles pick late in that second round. 
But if history shows us anything, it's that the Eagles are going to be looking to improve their offensive line. Uh, another name to look at there is uh, Matthew uh, Bergeron out of Syracuse. Uh, plays the tackle position. Uh, that'd be a guy that they'd be picking for the future to take over for Lane Johnson, similar to taking Cam Johnson to take over for Jason Kelsey in the not-too-distant future. So I would assume if you're a betting person, bet offensive line is where they go in the second round. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, cross my fingers that they're able to make some more trades to get maybe two second-round picks today, maybe even another third-round pick, and be able to get uh, a safety to help you out right now. The other direction the Eagles could be going here is uh, – running back and that's usually another pick that they've used in the second round another selection they've made in the second round i just don't think that that's the direction they're going to go in this year's draft um not very running back heavy when it comes to this uh second round for the eagles uh moving right along here uh ringo or branch is what phrase what phrase wants to go dev branch would be nice but not sure if he will be there don't think he will be uh legal side hustles that's a great name uh we need mims or hyatt all right um <laughs> dev side note farsi did you sleep i slept for two hours i got my two hours in you know in the, in the draft night if you sleep more than two hours man you're just showing off you know what i'm saying uh ba -ba -ba. i don't understand lions pick for another running back here's the other thing the Lions last night, and here's what I get, and here's what I understand about their pick. When the Lions were on the board, uh, potentially picking, uh, what was their original pick, five? Or was it six? I was originally thinking that they could be going after a running back in B. John Robinson because their defense is pretty stacked. They were so close to making the playoffs last year. They had the same record as, I believe, three other playoff teams, the wild card teams, but they just missed out. They were nine and eight. They had a winning season. Their defense is pretty stacked. Uh, they ended up later in the draft uh, still adding to their defense with Jack Campbell, a guy that I would have loved to have seen later in the draft. Uh, the Eagles take a, a serious look at. He was projected by some to even be a second round pick. So I thought there was some hope there that the Eagles could address the linebacker issue. Uh, there was not. As the uh, the Lions doubled down. So the Lions helped their defense tremendously by getting one of the best linebackers, inside linebackers in college football to now be on their defense. And they helped their offense by getting yet another quick, speedy, good hands running back in Jameer Gibbs. So for me, I think they absolutely, or Jameer Gibbs, they absolutely, I think they had a great draft. I think the Lions had a great draft. I think the Lions are a playoff team. I think they went into this draft, especially the first round, and they said, we need two guys that are going to be splash players to help get us over the hump. And I think they did that with both Gibbs and Campbell in this draft. So good for them. Uh, Dev, Sean Gillespie. Sean Gillespie! What's up, buddy? The Lions are executing supreme <laughs> mysterious strategy. Uh, pretty much. Uh, everyone's chilling. <laughs> Uh, again, uh, legal side hustles. Great name. What an incredible day to be an Eagles fan. Absolutely. Sydney family. Cowboys. What? Cowboys. Nothing. Uh, but Sydney family. I joked. Imagine if Eagles get Carter and Smith to join the boys uh, on Gate City Sports. Wow. Uh, pots and pans. What else we got going on? I'm awake. Are you? Yes, I am. That's the name. Uh, hopefully it's Brown and Drew. Possibly. 
A lot of people excited about the draft, as they should be. Uh, see if I can get everybody else in here for flipping over. Sammy Khan! Sammy Khan! John? Khan. John? John Khan? Either way, Sammy, what's going on? Joey Porter Jr. would be nice. I would have been – like, there's not a lot the Eagles could have done. Well, there's a lot the Eagles could have done, certainly. But within reason, if they even would have taken a quarter – a cornerback, excuse me, if they would have taken a corner – instead of Nolan Smith at that spot, I would have been a little pissed off. I would not have liked that. Because still in the first round, albeit still 30, you want somebody that's going to come in and be a, a starter. Someone's going to get regular rotation. A corner is not getting regular rotation unless somebody gets hurt. And now I am certainly not going to be rooting for injury for James Bradbury or for Darius Light. A corner I would have hated. I laid it out for you guys on Monday in terms of the sexy picks that I was Jalen Carter was it was Will Anderson Jr. and it was Jalen Carter. I was on board with the Vijan Robinson if the Eagles would have traded back a couple of picks for more assets. That's the only way I would have been absolutely 1000% cool with Bijan Robinson trading back to take him. Turns out that wasn't going to be an option. Uh, but overall, I just think the Eagles had a fantastic draft. But if they would have taken a corner, I would have been pissed off. Uh, the funniest five mil, ba, 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 da, da, da. SB, yeah, Gibbs at 12 was weird. That sums it up. I agree. Uh, Sammy Chan, long live Jerry Jones. Absolutely. Uh, you want Ringo in the second round? That is, that is great value. If Porter's gone. Second round, we can start talking about it. Absolutely. Second round, we can start talking about it. Uh, let's see. Farzi Show Channel. What's going on, everybody? April! Good morning, April. T-Bro. Howie Strikes Again says April. Absolutely. Uh, it's T-Bro. T-Bro, uh, go bird dogs. That's clever. I like that. Sean Gillespie, what's going on? Hello, Sean Kilrain. What's going on? Uh, officially changed our name to the Georgia Triangle. Sean <laughs> Cheeseboro, you old sandbag at SOB. Nice to see you. Good morning, Farzi and Society. Good morning. Uh, Sean Gillespie, what's going on? For the third straight year, the Eagles select two players for the national champions. Wow. This, the thought crossed my mind last night, John. The Eagles would never take SEC players. They would never take Power 5 schools. Are the Eagles comfortable enough with their locker room now and the established leadership and Jalen Hurts being here for a long time and Nick Sirianni as well. Are the Eagles so confident in their culture they don't feel like a kid from a big-time school, a big-time program is going to throw things off? Like Devontae Smith out of Alabama could have really helped the Eagles in, in their thinking and their approach to the draft. Because take a very good wide receiver out of a – the best program you could possibly get to get somebody out of. And he is a model citizen. I wonder how much that paved the way for some of these other guys, because now this is not even a topic of conversation, whether or not you're worried about the Eagles taking players from really good schools. You know what that is when you overthink it, that is being too cute. And Howie Roseman said he was making an appointment with him and Nick Sirianni to not be too cute when it came to just drafting. Oh, well, Nolan Smith is still there. Let's keep it simple. Stupid draft. Nolan Smith. Oh, wait, you have power five schools that are basically breeding grounds for phenomenal athletes in the NFL. Oh, let's go ahead and take these guys. It's worked out. Uh, you're like Mock or Osiris. 
All right. Defense, I don't like to see Branch or Overshone. Okay, Sean. Uh, Kilrain. Uh, hey, what's up? A, Eagles are the best sports organization in Philadelphia, bar none. I think that's, uh, yeah, I think they win that. Uh, I mean, I know the Phillies only just got back to 500, which is which is nice that they're at 500. But, yeah, the Eagles with that nice little Super Bowl they had five years ago, that's fun. Getting back to a Super Bowl, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I'd say it's the Eagles. I think you're right. And then right behind them, I think it's uh, it's your boys. It's it's the Phillies. Uh, whoever has losers from the first round, what's up, PJ? Uh, veterans, for sure, will keep them out of trouble. I agree. Everyone's saying hello to each other. How about Will Levis? By the way, at least he had good company. And it looked like the company had that was like for the first 20 picks, it was blondes, and then the last one was brunettes. Good for you, kid. Uh T Bros hanging out. Ba -ba -ba. Can we get Gabe Kapler Farzi to do some draft analysts? analysis asking for me <laughs> well i just think all the guys presented beautifully i was gonna wait till the eagles to the, to the eagles to the phillies were playing the giants but why not right now okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jalen Carter was just presenting beautifully. And now I'll show you my real feelings through interpretive dance. Anyway. Uh, John Cheese, bro. Nice to see you. Thank you, Sean Kilrain. I'd like to see Charbonnier. Uh, All right. Dom Patton. What's up, Dom? Nice to see you. <laughs> Mihai Sanchez. Jalen on both sides of the football. Hurts and Carter. Oh, it's a nice mix. It's a healthy mix. All right, baby. It's a healthy mix. Uh, I am very much excited uh, for what this NFL season is going to be bringing for our beloved Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, no question about that. It is absolutely insane what we're looking at right now. And to look into that second round a little bit further here. Uh, one of the names that uh, jumped out last night, two of the names that really jumped out really were Joey Porter Jr., Penn State, obviously, uh, the cornerback, and then Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, the tight end. One of the things we were kicking around last night is what if Mayer went to the Eagles, and then you have him and Dallas Goddard as your tight ends, and you have a lot of 12 personnel you like to run. That's I mean, not only do you have more weapons, another weapon for Jalen Hurts, but you also have somebody who's going to be protecting Jalen Hurts in the event that you need to pull him in for a blocker. Uh, there was a thought about possibly him going to the Cowboys and then him establishing maybe that Jason Witten-Tony Romo connection with Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott, the thing that I, th I thought was interesting is that there were a couple of games last year where it felt like Dak Prescott was starting to figure it out with his tight end and Dalton Schultz. Well, uh Mayer would be a huge step up from Dalton Schultz. Then there was a the thought about possibly teaming him up with Travis Kelsey in uh, in Kansas City. Andy Reid decided to no, got, not go that direction. But a couple of the names in the early goings of the second round today, Mayer, Porter, Branch, those are guys you could be looking at. Um, 
I don't think Steve Avila is going to be there out of TCU at the guard position for the Eagles to take uh, with their 30th pick in the second round. Uh, but some other names that could be there in the later goings of that part are uh, Cody Mock, uh, as we mentioned earlier, out of North Dakota State. Eee! Uh, and also uh, the name I mentioned earth- earlier in uh, Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. He's a uh, tackle position, as is Mock, but they come in with some versatility there, which is great. Uh, I, I, If history tells you anything, second round, the Eagles are going to be focusing on their offensive line. I would still love to see the Eagles be aggressive. When it comes to the second and third rounds, the thing I think I'm going to call the thing I am going to caution everybody on or give everybody just a heads up, if you're not thinking this already, is that the Eagles, when you look at this draft, had only six picks going into the draft. That's amongst the lowest in the NFL. Uh, only, let's see, four teams had fewer picks than the Eagles. All right. And the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Vikings, and the Jets. Only four teams had fewer picks. Next year, the Eagles are I believe are down now to eleven picks in the in the uh, in the draft next year. Their first rounder, two second rounders, two third rounders, a fourth rounder, and now they have four fifth round picks. I would not be surprised at all if they use one of their thirds, if they use their fourth in order to get back into this second round and continue to get guys that will help you now and could very well help you now, whether that be Brian Branch, whether that be Mayer, whether it be an offensive lineman later in this draft. If you do not see the Eagles move up more than a pick or two, they're going to take an offensive lineman. History is going to follow suit with Howie Roseman and this Eagles offensive line. Zero question about that going into the, uh, the second and third rounds today. I still can't get over what a crazy night it was in the NFL draft. An absolutely bonkers night in the NFL draft. Uh, a couple other things I want to make sure I get to on today's show. Phillies did go. Morning Rush. Thank you, everyone. The chat check. Let's get to the Morning Rush. Brought to you by Sky Motorcars, skymotorcars.com. The uh, fate of the 76ers is sealed. As for their second-round opponent, they are going to be taking on the Boston Celtics, who did come up with the victory over the uh, the Hawks last night. In, in wild game, for what I was able to just glance in on when we were at Top Golf in Atlantic City last night at Ocean Casino, what I was able to glance in on, it looked like a close game throughout. Uh, but uh, the Celtics uh, did what the Celtics seemed to be able to do, especially in the playoffs, especially unfortunately against the Sixers. The Celtics were able to close out that game and get the one twenty-eight to one twenty win. Over the uh, over the Atlanta Hawks. So now the Sixers and the Celtics face each other. Game one, Sixers Celtics second round series gets underway Monday night, one o'clock start. Uh, uh, excuse me, um, May first. That'll be uh, Sixers versus Celtics for a seven thirty tip off. Uh, you guys can catch that game on TNT. Still waiting on more word on uh, Joel Embiid's health, albeit getting a couple more days off between uh, the end of their first round series and the start of their second round series with the Celtics. So hopefully we'll see Joel Embiid out there and healthy and ready to go by game one. As for the Phillies, oh my goodness gracious. Phillies get a one to nothing win yesterday. They win their third straight series. They get back to 500. And Matt Strom is your starting pitcher in that game. And he was dealing. Your bullpen continued to deal for the Phillies last night. Nothing but good vibes in South Philly, whether it comes to the NFL draft 
or whether it was the Phillies making sure they handled their business yesterday. Uh, Nick Castellanos helping the Phillies. Uh, get on the board. Uh, another now, Nick Castellano said after the game that the run he scored on the uh, Cody Clemens RBI single wasn't a hit and run. Paco, the first base coach, looked at Nick, uh, Nick Castellanos and said, hey, "Just go, man. This guy's slow to the plate. Gilbert's slow to the plate. Go handle your business." He said, "All right, I'm going to handle my business." He goes on the pitch, trying to steal second, I guess. Cody Clemens happens to make solid contact. Nick Castellano scores from first on that play. It's the second time, although it technically wasn't a hit and run. It's the second time the Phillies were able to play at a run from first base, the first being JT Real Muto uh, earlier in this series with a little hit and run action. I love that action. And the fact that Dusty Watson had a great read on that play as the ball was hit in the center field thinking that he knew that he were going to be able to get a good throw on it as momentum was carrying the center fielder away from the play. The baseball barely makes it past second base, so Nick Cassiano scores easily, and you get Cody Clemens into second base there. So uh, Phillies get the one nothing win last night uh, over uh, uh, the team they played, when I'm blanking on right now, unfortunately, the Seattle Mariners. Now the Phillies go into Houston. Now the Phillies have a nice little road trip here, including Los Angeles and the Dodgers. But they'll be back at it with Aaron Nola on the hill against Framber Valdez. Game one of that three-game series tonight at a 10 in Houston. I'll be back with you guys on the post-game show for the Jacob Media Phillies post-game show. So I'll be on with you guys later tonight. So, hey, why not? Let's see. Let's get the, 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 the one, two, three, four, five. Let's get five shows in in two days. Let's have ourselves some good times, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll be covering keeping an eye on the draft at the same time. Because why not, right? Because why not? Uh, everybody, it's been just an insane night. My final thought, when looking at the guys acquired by your Philadelphia Eagles, is that I don't know if there's been a bigger turnaround in sports. Let's just keep it to Philadelphia for now. I don't know if there's been a bigger turnaround in Philadelphia sports than Howie Roseman. I mean, I've thought about this a couple times. Bernie Perron, who won back-to-back Stanley Cup championships with the Flyers, as we all know, in the 70s. And if we don't all know, we should all know. Bernie Perron was traded away from the Flyers. And then as Bill Clement always says, when he was reacquired, he came back and was great. That's a hell of a turnaround. It's hard to think about anybody else that had the turnaround that Howie Roseman has had whether you're talking about player or front office executive. And the real funny thing is that front office executives don't get these kinds of chances. I mean, maybe, I mean, again, go go Flyers. You can go Flyers again here. Bobby Clark, GM, not GM, GM again. Number one, it wasn't that long ago that Howie Rosen was banished to the janitor's closet. Let's not forget about this. And that was right after Chip Kelly. He comes back, and over the next seven years, Howie Roseman builds a Super Bowl winner. Gets the team back to a Super Bowl five years later. Two years removed from the Chip Kelly era. Wins a Super Bowl. With a backup quarter. With maybe the deepest roster in the history of champions. The Eagles won that with the backup quarterback. We all know the story. All right. And then gets to a Super Bowl with probably the, the best 22. The best starting 22 the Eagles have ever had on a football field. And what they had last night or excuse me, what they had last season. 
It used to be our favorite pastime, ripping Howie Roseman incessantly. Yeah, well, you know, Howie's going to mess it up. We used to not look forward to draft day. We used to not look at two first-round picks and say, well, Howie's got it. In Howie, we trust. That wasn't a thing. Literally, this season, the Eagles are playing a game in Houston. And remember the scene? The Eagles fan in the stands in Houston holding a sign that said, Howie, we forgive you. And Howie fee-fi-fo-fums his way over to that side. He goes over to the stands. He ducks under the red velvet rope, goes behind security. He goes right up to the stands. He's looking at the guy, and he goes, I'm forgiven for your first Super Bowl. Bleep you! I bleep you! Let's go! And does a little smirk, and then fee-fi-fo-fums away. That lives on in Howie, how much we've ripped him. That's so out of fashion now, man. It ain't even cool. That's members-only jackets, okay? That's insane. It feels like forever ago that having a small amount of confidence, having no confidence in Howie Roseman was the norm in Philadelphia. Now that's not the case. And, man, has he hit home runs. Absolute home runs. I know a lot of people are going to hang on to the Justin Jefferson thing. You have no idea where the Eagles would be if Justin Jefferson was still on this team. Hell, Carson Wentz might still be your quarterback. You've had a target like that to throw to. No telling. But I feel fantastic about where the Eagles are right now. And I feel like that because of Jalen Hurts. And at the time, that was viewed as a huge mistake by Howie Roseman. Philosophically, sign a quarterback to a long-term deal like Carson Wentz and then draft a quarterback in the second round? Are you nuts? Howie had to know something was going on there. So he read the room. And he read the room phenomenally well last night. And he read the room very well last night, especially with that 30th pick. And not getting too cute. Oh, he could have gotten adorable at 30, but he decided to stick around. I don't know. My main takeaway from last night, other than just getting players that I think are going to help you win right now and make this defense uh, maintain a high level of play. My main takeaway from last night is just how much we really trust Howie Roseman. And when it comes to getting the Super Bowls, winning one of them, when it comes to finding a quarterback you can invest in and a quarterback that you can easily root for in Jalen Hurts, that's all Howie making Howie moves, man. What a turnaround. What an incredible turnaround. Birds 365 has you back coming up at 8 o'clock on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. So make sure all you guys there on uh, Jacob Media stay right there. Uh, everyone on the Farzee Show, will be back with you guys on Monday morning. Talking all things draft, recapping the draft, getting you ready for Sixers, Celtics, tipping off Monday night. Uh, getting things underway, and hopefully a Phillies team that will win two of three from the Houston Astros and win their fourth straight series. In fact, a little revenge on a World Series loss in Houston last year. Uh, and you know who needs to exercise some demons down there? Aaron Nola. He has not had a lot of luck in Houston, that's for sure. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This is the Farzee Show presented by Steven Singer of Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price, perfect price online at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Jim Heidenproof's program did a wonderful job as per usual. Have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. I'll be on Jacob Media for the Phillies postgame show tonight following Phillies and Astros. And then I'll be back with the Farzee Show Monday morning. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. Go Birds. Go Phils. And we'll save it for Monday, but I'll get it out there now. Go Sixers. Please give us good news on Joel B. See you guys. Take it easy.